This is Arizona Financial Talk with Aaron Ezelt from First Guarantee Financial. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Aaron provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Arizona Financial Talk with your host, Aaron Ezel. Hello and welcome back to Arizona Financial Talk. My name is Aaron Ezelt from First Guarantee Financial. If you'd like more information about what you're going to hear on today's show, please give us a call at 480-284-6393 or toll free at 866-393-7799. You can also visit us online at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. And while at my website, click on that radio page to check out past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. Minimalism is all the rage, so there's been no shortage of articles and stories about the power of getting rid of some of your stuff. There are even full TV shows dedicated to the topic. Loyal listeners of our show know that we've also addressed the fact that when it comes to your retirement strategy, downsizing, or your legacy plan, your kids do not want your stuff. But for the purposes of today's show, let's change our mindset a little bit to focus on some of your possessions that your kids and grandkids may in fact want. So if you're nearing retirement or have already reached that goal and are planning the downsizing process, grab a pen and paper and jot down some ideas. But before we unpack that box of stuff, that you thought you'd end up taking to Goodwill, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore, who never has to worry about ending up on the discard pile. <laughs> okay, well, good, I guess. Um, I, I guess I'm like that trusty hammer that you take with you every time you move. I'm always there to get the job done when you need me, right? Yeah. I guess. Sounds good. Sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> All right, we'll go with it. We'll go with it. But thanks. What an intro. What an intro. So, I know that we've talked before about, you know, people think, oh, I've collected all this stuff and, you know, I'm going to leave it to my family. And we've mentioned before, you know, your family probably doesn't want that stuff. But uh, I like it because in this show, uh, you know, you're going to challenge some of our own preconceived notions here and, uh, you know, uh, talk about things that the family may in fact want. But first, how are you doing today? How, How have you been? Are you keeping busy? I'm keeping busy. I can't complain. Um, as we've talked a little bit about before, this is the time where Arizona gets the good months of the year as opposed to everybody else, you know, heading into winter and whatnot. So we're actually getting outside, walking more. Uh, I'm saying goodbye to those 100-plus degree temperatures. So can't complain here in Arizona. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. I mean, fall is a beautiful time, uh, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. So uh, how do you want to get the show rolling today, Aaron? An AARP article, 12 Things Your Kids Might Actually Want to Inherit, has some useful information that I think may be beneficial for older folks. The article's first prized item is photos, but within reason. Your kids and grandkids don't want dozens and dozens of photo albums full of hundreds of snaps of Thanksgiving dinners and family picnics but chances are some of the photos are meaningful. 
Perhaps the photos are of a treasured family trip to Disney World, or maybe there are fascinating photos of a long-ago relative who fought in the Civil War. Mm. Let your kids and grandkids set the, the tone on this one and be grateful for what they take off your hands while remembering not to take it personally if they don't want dozens of photos of Uncle Lenny scooping mashed potatoes at Thanksgiving at dinner back in 1974 or whatever it was. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, uh, that's a fun one. And I'm a history buff. I love the old black and white photos of the Civil War and World War I soldiers having their portraits taken in their new uniforms. And looking through old family photos, it, it can be fun. Uh, and I think some family members might want to hang on to them. Well, the next category, knickknacks, is probably a little confusing because it's not likely you're going to find many takers for your 78-piece Elvis Presley collectible plate collection. But that said, certain knickknacks may hold value for some of your kids and grandkids. You may have a small piece of art or other collectibles from a foreign trip that a grandkid would love to display in their bedroom, or perhaps it's an item that's been passed down through your family for generations that a younger person in your life will have grown up admiring or be curious about. Yeah, and you know, things that uh, somebody can hang up or display on a shelf, uh, I think that's, uh, that's especially valued because your kid or grandkid doesn't have to find a place in their own basement or attic to store a bunch of boxes or something big. They just need to find the perfect spot on the wall. Uh, and, you know, that's a little thing that can make a big difference. Great point. Now, this next item, toys, is near and dear to my heart, and I'm guessing many of our listeners agree. Whether it was Davy Crockett toys in the 50s, Barbies in the 60s, or Star Wars action figures in the 70s and 80s, many of us have a toy that defines our childhood. If you come across a box of toys in the basement that you and your kids may have forgotten about, a quick peek reveals Star Wars toys. Well, guess what? They're probably going to want those. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, who wouldn't? Uh, I mean, if you want to see a 45-year-old become eight again, hand them a couple of their old Star Wars toys, right? watch their eyes light up. Some people get pretty excited by that. Oh, I would. Yeah. And like many folks, some of my strongest memories revolve around holidays. Whether Independence Day, Halloween, Thanksgiving, or Christmas, the Christmas tree topper, a beloved carving knife, or a Halloween decoration that's delighted the family for decades are all items that bring that warm sense of nostalgia and are therefore things your kids or grandkids are likely to be taken off your hands happily. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're they'll definitely take that stuff and I think there are certain holiday collectibles that as soon as I look at them, uh I immediately return to the days when I was 5 sitting at my uh grandma and grandpa's table, uh you know, it just brings back a lot of memories. So some things can really pack a, an emotional wallop. Definitely. Well, the AARP article also notes that while many younger people aren't interested in taking ownership of boxes and boxes of stuff, they do have an interest in larger assets like the family car you no longer need or even the family home. And while that's probably no surprise from a financial standpoint, some family members are likely to inherit something like a car or home with the intention of using them rather than selling them. Well, yeah, I definitely know that uh, my family, with uh, five of us in my family, my wife and I and three kids who all have their driver's license, uh, you know, my parents had a car they were getting rid of. Uh, they didn't want to leave it to us to sell. Uh, we needed it. And I think you've got a great point there. 
Now, this has been a great show so far, but why don't we take a minute to let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you, Aaron, to set up a consultation to talk about legacy planning and financial planning. Yeah, Tony, I'd definitely love to hear from our listeners. You can reach me at 480-284-6393 or toll-free at 866-393-7799. You can also check out the website, ArizonaFinancialTalk.com, and you can email me that way as well. All right, sounds good. Now, the show's been an eye-opener so far, so what do you have for us next? Well, the next family heirloom that the AARP Article 12 Things Your Kids Might Actually Want to Inherit suggests your kids and grandkids may want is grandma's recipes. Ah, yes. The first thing to remember with this is that it actually has very little to do with the recipes. After all, you can Google just about any recipe you can imagine. But grandma's recipes, whether in a book or an index card holder, connecting to something deeper is where it's at. Uh, When you follow a recipe that's written in your grandma's hand, you're not only going to end up with a great meal, you're going to enjoy the waves of memories that come rushing back to you. Whether whether it was her special meatloaf or the German chocolate cake she made every year on your birthday, the fact is items like grandma's recipes connect us to the people who, even though they may be gone, are still very much and real in our lives. Yeah. Well, and it's amazing how many of us have uh, memories of, uh, say, a grandma or a grandparent that revolve around food. My grandma was, my grandma Whelan was an amazing cook. Her food was so good. I miss it. Um, but I'm curious about where furniture fits into today's show. I mean, on the one hand, furniture is usually very big. It takes up a lot of space. Uh, a lot of people have a very particular taste when it comes to furniture. So, uh, which I think would make it things that, you know, something your kids and grandkids probably wouldn't want to bother with. But on the other hand, uh, you know, quality furniture that lasts is expensive and some antiques are, are worth a lot of money, which may make it something, you know, that your uh, kids or grandkids would want. What do, you, what do you think about that? Well, that's a great question and a great topic you brought up there regarding furniture. Uh, the AARP article notes that while few younger people have interest in big old sofas, smaller and timeless pieces of furniture do hold appeal. Rocking chairs, for example, with their simple elegance, may be something a child or grandchild would love to put in their own living room. This is another area where you don't want to try and make the choices for your kids and grandkids. Let them indicate to you what they're interested in. And again, don't let your feelings get hurt if they don't want to take some of your favorite items. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, a good point. And I think for a, a lot of people, the reality is that when we settle into retirement and begin that downsizing process, we're just going to have to let go of some things we'd hope to hang on to, but you can't take it with you. And I think retirement is about freedom and it's about experiences. So it isn't really about holding on to that all, you know, holding on to all your stuff that you don't really need anymore. Well, for many of us, Records were the primary way we enjoyed music while growing up, but in the 80s, vinyl gave way to cassettes, and in the 90s, cassettes gave way to CDs, and now it's all about streaming. But even with the undeniable popularity of services like Spotify, vinyl is enjoying something of a renaissance. And that means those records that have been sitting up in the attic since disco was king may be, uh, you know, something that your hip grandkids would love to take off your hands. 
Dusting off that old turntable and enjoying some vinyl music may be a great way for your kids to connect with their own kids. Yeah. Well, you know, this one's near and dear to my heart, Aaron. You know, I, I collect records and I've been a- Tony's a big vinyl man. I'm a huge record. I've collected vinyl since I was in junior high and never stopped. So, but I also collect CDs as well. I'm just a, a nut. But so if anybody's listening and they have old vinyl records uh, and they, they don't have kids or grandkids that want it, I will take it. I collect albums and love them. I, I play them. I listen to them. I trade them. So I, I love getting old records like that. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, for some people out there, disco might always be king. You mentioned mm-hmm. disco, but not me. Uh, it won't. It's, sure. Uh, not, disco's not for me, but for some people. Now, you had mentioned, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, uh, people take things with them when they move, but it's a good chance to downsize. But I'm guessing, I mentioned I'm like a hammer, right, that you take with you every time you move. But I'm guessing tools are something that, you know, some younger folks, your kids or grandkids would be happy to take off your hands, right? Well, you hammered that nail straight and true, Tony. (laughs) One thing about tools, regardless of what era they were purchased in, is that they can be expensive. Yeah. If you've got a set of brand name tools sitting in the corner of the garage gathering dust, you should consider offering them up to a kid or grandkid. This is one where you may want to push a little bit. Use some of your own experiences dealing with a toilet flooding at 2 a.m. or the million different reasons you suddenly found yourself in need of a wrench to reinforce that a reasonably stocked toolbox is something most of us just can't do without. Yeah. Yeah. And nothing will make you feel uh, quite as powerless as standing ankle deep in water in your basement, trying to find that one tool, you know, you need to get the situation under control. Been there. Yes, sir. Well, truer words have rarely been spoken in that regard, but jewelry is another collectible that's likely to intrigue some of your kids and grandkids. Many of us end up with a fair amount of fun, but not terribly valuable jewelry through the years. And that's the kind of stuff that's probably bound for goodwill. But with some special pieces of jewelry, you'll want to be more strategic. If you no longer wear jewelry that has significant value, your best option may be to sell those pieces to add to your own retirement financial strategy. But with pieces that have more sentimental than monetary value, you'll want to be sure they end up in the right hands. Perhaps it's your great-grandmother's wedding ring or the huge and sturdy pocket watch that belonged to a long-ago uncle who worked on the railroad. Whether those items are important or not to you, make sure they and their stories are passed along in the family. Yeah, good advice. And jewelry's a big one, as, as are tools. I'm glad you brought those two things up. And, you know, this is really good, talking about some of these things that you might have sitting around that your kids and grandkids may want to take off your hands. And you might want to see them enjoy it uh, or uh, get rid of these things while you're still around to see their enjoyment as you fully embrace retirement, getting rid of some of this stuff that you don't need anymore. It's a good way to enjoy a smaller and more manageable lifestyle as well. So uh, what do you have for us next? Well, we spent our first two segments highlighting items that have more sentimental than financial value. So let's do a 180 and look at potentially valuable things that may be sitting in your home right now. Another AARP article, 10 Surprisingly Valuable Collectibles Hiding in Your Home, has a lot of fun information. The first item the article mentions is action figures. Earlier, we mentioned Star Wars action figures as something your kids and grandkids may take home with them after their next visit. 
But if those little plastic heroes have a healthy sticker price, you may want to reconsider. <laughs> yeah. As the article notes, a Star Wars Boba Fett rocket-firing prototype figure that came off the assembly line in 1979 sold for $62,000 in September of 2020. Also in 2020, an X-Men Magneto figure from 2015 sold for $2,700. Wow. Wow. I don't even know if I remember who uh, the X-Men Magneto is, but (laughs) $2,700 sounds pretty good to me. Definitely. And along the same lines as action figures, that box of Barbie dolls you haven't thought about in a few decades may be holding some real treasures. A 1959 one brunette Barbie sold on eBay earlier this year for $9,500. Wow. Not bad for something that was probably purchased at the drugstore or the cereal and toy aisle at Piggly Wiggly. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Piggly Wiggly. That was an old grocery Mm -hmm. store chain. Well, uh, okay. Let's get to uh, one I know some listeners might be waiting for then. Baseball cards. Ah, Though the baseball card and sports memorabilia market has fallen off considerably due to oversaturation during its zenith in the 1990s, there are still plenty of sports cards with real value. A 1989 Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card in perfect condition recently fetched $1,400, and a 1952 Mickey Mantle card last sold for $2.8 million. Wow. And remember, it's not just baseball cards. Or a baseball card. That's right. It's not just baseball cards, though. A 1979 Topps Wayne Gretzky hockey card sold for a whopping $100,000 in 2020. And some Tom Brady rookie cards can command more than $10,000 if they're in excellent condition. Wow. Well, I can't begin to tell you how much I'm regretting now all the times when I was a kid and I used a clothespin to attach a baseball card to the spokes of my bike because I liked the sound it made. Uh, mm-hmm. probably ripped, ripped up the card, but, uh, I'd probably be already, I'd already be retired if I hadn't done that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about retired, Tony, Sure, but some of them may have been worth some money, but Hey, you have to admit baseball cards in your bike spokes really did make an awesome sound when you're flying around the neighborhood with your friends. True. Let's stick with the childhood collectibles for just another minute and mention comic books. Those colorful and action-packed stories many of us loved growing up now have rabid followers willing to shell out big bucks for rare, rare titles. 1962's Amazing Fantasy number 15, the first appearance of Spider-Man, and 1938's Action Comics number 1, the first appearance of Superman, both sell for millions of dollars. But many less rare comics still have hefty price tags. A signed Spider-Man 300 from 1988 recently sold for nearly $10,000. Wow. I have no chance on this one because I read my comics over and over again until they practically fell apart in my hands. And if they were in decent enough shape, uh, my parents got rid of them. I think they yep. sold them at a garage sale. So, Me too. Uh, my parents just threw everything away. Yeah, they, great. They huh? didn't know it would be worth thousands and thousands of dollars. Yep, crazy. Yeah. Well, unlike comic books, quality furniture is made to stand the test of time. And as time goes by, some of that furniture becomes very valuable. As the article notes, a vintage six board blanket box can sell for $650. And a Danish modern side table can put as much as $260 in your pocket. 
There was a time when nobody wanted the very distinctive furniture that dominated the 1950s and 60s, but guess what? What was once popular and then completely out of style is once again popular. Some people are willing to pay a premium for that oh-so-very 1950s coffee table that's sitting in the basement. Yeah, that Art Deco style really came back, and especially if it's vintage, people go crazy for it. I've seen it in antique stores around for a lot of money, and you know, uh, I wander around these antique stores and, and, you know, stop by estate sales. And I always stop dead in my tracks when I see a piece of furniture that's identical to one that was in my parents' living room or my grandparents' living room when I was a kid. And then I look at the price tag and, and I'm like, oh my goodness. Uh, I remember a time when nobody in the family wanted grandma's furniture. Uh, live and learn, I guess, right? I know, and don't think, don't tell me you haven't watched Antiques Roadshow. Oh, and thought, love oh my gosh, that yeah, think, that's classic. I and, think we have one of those, or had one of those, or something. Yeah, like exactly. <clears throat> well, I think the next potentially valuable item is really going to surprise you, Tony. It's posters. That's right, those things you bought for a couple bucks and used to decorate your bedroom and dorm room walls when you were a kid. A poster from the Fillmore West music venues closing in 1971 which featured legendary acts like the Grateful Dead and Creedence Clearwater Revival, sold for more than $1,200. And how's this for not being in Kansas anymore? An original Wizard of Oz movie poster in good condition sold for $108,000. Oh, for a poster. Right. And uh, what's crazy is you can just have one printed, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so that I don't get, but... Uh, it's still amazing. Do you have anything else for us before we uh, end the show today? Well, if you'd like more information about what we discussed, I'd encourage you to visit my website. Once again, that's ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. Call my office number at 480-284-6393. Toll free 866-393-7799. We can discuss how we might be able to answer those questions and address your concerns. Remember, it's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement you've worked so hard for. All right. Sounds great, Aaron. And that does it for today's episode of Arizona Financial Talk with our host, Aaron Easel. Thank you for listening to Arizona Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Aaron Easel at First Guarantee Financial. Call 480-284-6393 or 866-393-7799 or visit them online at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Forethought Investment Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Arizona. Insurance products and services are offered through First Guarantee Financial, an affiliated company. Aaron Easel, Forethought Investment Group, LLC, and First Guarantee Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.